in the whole wide world is in the will of God. So we trust and hope that that's where uh, you resided. But we're definitely grateful to be serving you. And so we found it a great privilege and opportunity to uh, not only serve the Lord, but to serve you. And so we do honor God who's ahead of our life. Jesus Christ, we honor our Lord and Savior, who is the head of our life, who is our life. In him we move, live, and have our being. And so we give God glory and we give him praise. Unto him be glory, power, and dominion forever. And we're just uh, basking or basting in the anointing of the Lord. Uh, we thank God for beautiful worship service on Sunday. We thank God for um, just the word that went forth to, you know, encourage the people of God, prepare to meet thy God, Amos 4 and 11. And so we thank God for our honorable pastor, Bishop Murchison. We give honor to uh, our leaders, Bishop Murchison, Lady Murchison, of the Pentecostal Power Church and the entire Pentecostal Power Church family, we give honor to all of you uh, in your respective place. Just want to thank God for uh, life, health, and strength. Want to thank God for uh, testimonial healing and deliverance. Just want to thank God for the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And so we're grateful to the Lord. Uh, we definitely honor the Pentecostal Power Church, all of our listeners, subscribers, and viewers. We praise God for you. Thank all of you for joining the broadcast. And so we want to get into the word of the Lord, but before we do that, uh, we want to acknowledge the Lord according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And let us know to trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And so we thank God for God directing us today. And we want you to know that we'll be uh, broadcasting uh, into the new year. We hope everyone have a blessed and prosperous new year. Uh, just want to, um, you know, pray for the people of God to be encouraged. You know, some men trust in horses, and some trust in chariots. But I will remember the name of the Lord. So as we get ready to go before the Lord in a brief word of prayer, I ask you to go with us. Eternal God, I say again, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come before thy throne and before thee, O God, we thank you once again, O Lord, for the opportunity to be in your presence. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for reasonable portion of health and strength. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the youth and activity of our land. We thank you, oh, Lord, for blessing the families in particular that we are praying for, oh, God. We ask, oh, God, you continue, oh, God, to grant, oh, God, us our petition as we give you thanks and praise just for who you are. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given unto us. Thank you, Lord. 
thank you, oh God, for oh God, just allowing us, oh God, to give you thanks and praise, oh God, for our lives. Oh God, without you, we never would have made it. And so God, we thank you for taking us through 2020. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us to the final days of this week. Even though it has not came yet, we are speaking in faith. Oh God, if it be your will, that we would, oh God, remain in the center of your will throughout the remaining of this year, and that we may move forward, oh God, in the things of God. And Father, we pray, God, for the Newsom family. Oh God, we pray for my dad, my brothers, sisters, my daughter, our grandchildren. We pray, God, for the same children. But most of all, God, we pray for our mother flowers, our mother Heron, all of our mothers, the ages saints, oh God, that have helped us and Oh, God, has aided us and strengthened us throughout the years, helped us to pour back into their lives, oh, God, after they have poured into us. Oh, God, a great amount of knowledge and resources. We thank you. We give you praise for them, and we acknowledge them today. And we just want to tell you thank you, Lord, for those that you have placed in our lives, all the saints. We thank you, oh, God, for, oh, God, blessing Mother Flowers, Mother Heron, all of our mothers. Of the tiny, and just many, oh God, that are sick and shut in. We pray that you continue to touch their bodies in the name of Jesus. We pray for, oh God, our listeners today, our viewers and our subscribers, and those that, oh God, oh God, need a touch from you. We pray, God, you administer to those souls and those hearts and those minds they will receive, oh God. Oh God, blessings from you. Touch, healing, deliverance, oh God, breakthrough, encouragement. And uplifting, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Look on Mr. Clemens. Look on Henry Kirksey. Look on, oh God, but more. Look on, oh God, Sandra Morris. Look on the Lee family. Look on the Fraser family. Look on the Murchison family. Look on the family of God. Oh God, we pray a special prayer for our presiding bishop, Bishop Lord Scott. We pray, God, you will continue to touch, strengthen, and enable him, oh God. To continue, O oh God, to feed the people of God. We know, O oh God, that you, O oh God, is able to do all things. And, O oh God, if you could do it for Abraham, we know there's nothing too hard for God. So, Lord, we ask you to bless our presider, our assistant presider, and all the executive council board of bishops and the saints of God. Father, we thank you. We tell you, we pray. Direct us now as we decrease. We ask you to announce an increase. And we pray, God, to do it, O oh God. Touch, O oh God, those that desire to be saved and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Move by your power and your anointing now as we give you thanks and we give you praise and we claim a great deliverance by faith. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for the glory of God. Thank God. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. So we thank God for um, the prayer that's been prayed and believed. Trust and believe that you touch and believe with us that God will um, do those things that we ask and petition him for. Because he did say in Mark 11 and 23 to uh, about 25, where he said, What things do you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So I just believe, I'm just crazy enough to trust and believe God in spite of what the doctors have said. The Lord has the last say, He has the final say. So let us move forward into the word of the Lord. We're going to turn into the word of the Lord. Once you get your Bibles ready, you have your Bible ready, please open it to Acts chapter 
with. Uh, it's a very, very um, in-depth study, and so we've kind of, you know, thought about it and meditated on it and read scriptures and kind of asked the Lord to direct us in uh, how we should uh, tackle this particular subject. And so we're going to go into it, and in, in, please stay tuned in the uh, new year, because we have a, a very, very um, uh, good Bible study that the Lord is releasing us uh, to teach it, and so we're going to teach it, and uh, we want you to stay tuned for it, okay? So it'll be coming, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, right around January, I don't know, January you know, 5th or 6th there, it'll be coming out. So we want you to stay tuned to it, okay? I think you, I think it'll really bless you because a lot of uh, churches don't discuss this particular Bible study out openly, but I think it's a resource, and I think it's something that the people have got to be encouraged by and also enlightened by because uh, a lot of our standards are kind of just, uh, you know, you go to each apostolic church, you know, the standards kind of don't get talked about. You know, it's kind of just, you know, it kind of just kind of gets, I can't say brushed to the side, but it just kind of doesn't sit to the forefront like it, uh, you know, has uh, when when we first uh, got into ministry. So we thought it would be good to refresh that particular topic so that uh, all apostolic and uh, Pentecostals and believers, uh, those that have been baptized in Jesus, and I don't like using denomination, I like to use um, the biblical teaching where it talks about the baptized believers. The Holy Ghost still believes, because regardless of what denomination you is, if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, well, if you hadn't repented and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, you hadn't been born again. And so I'd rather just deal with the scriptorial uh, point of view instead of dealing with, you know, denomination. Even though, uh, you know, I, you know, you know, the world or, you know, Christendom uses the word denomination, and I, I know that's what, you know, the label we have for our denomination, but I, I don't like using that now. I, I just like using the scriptural view of baptized, Holy Ghost filled believers. But you can be Church of God in Christ, you can be Lutheran, you can be Catholic, you can be all these other things. As long as you baptize and filled with the Holy Ghost and walking in the uh, apostle doctrine, you can be on your way to heaven. So I don't want to tell somebody just because they're in a certain denomination that they can't make heaven. You can make heaven as long as you are walking in the apostle doctrine. Somebody say amen. All right, well, we're going to get on through here. Uh, let us go to Acts chapter 6, and then I'll give you the title of the subject we're going to talk about today. And we're going to only read seven verses of Scripture. This is going to take us the whole entire uh, week to finish seven verses of Scripture. So we're going to read it, and we may touch some other Scriptures, but these, these are going to be uh, our fundamental foundation of Scripture. And it's found in this one uh, chapter that we're going to uh, come from. And we'll get the other scriptures later on this week. But this is what we want to start at for our fundamental uh, part of our teaching. In Acts chapter 6, verse number 1, we'll read it for your hearing. And in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministration. Then the twelve called uh, the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, Is it not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? 
Wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually unto prayer. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nathanah, and Timon, and Armina, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed and laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Praise God. Amen. We're going to stop right there. We're going to talk about today. I want you to write it down. We're going to be talking about it. It's going to uh, line up with uh, um, the uh, lesson going into the new year. And so this, this is going to go all the way for a couple of weeks. But this is uh, the subject we're going to talk about. But we're starting at Acts chapter 6. And the topic today is um, the ripple effect. We want to talk to you from the hearing uh of these particular uh, scriptures that's been shared today, the ripple effect. And we all know uh, that in the beginning of the church, uh, uh, they had, you know, received the Holy Ghost, all these believers, and there's a lot of work to be done. And so they had to set some order in place. We're going to be getting into it. And uh, the apostles, they had to sit down, and they had to get counsel, and they had to reason with one another. And they had to appoint uh, deacons, praise God. And deacons were going to help them with serving the tables, doing the communion, and doing other uh, functions, praise God, in the body of Christ that was necessary. And we, we want to make sure we uh, share this uh, in its importance. Every function that God has uh, created and uh, allowed to uh, go forward in uh, today's church and the church and the beginning of the church and even now and this uh, we're still in the dispensation of grace which is under the book of Acts so this dispensation has not closed and so because it has not closed every function uh, in the church has importance and so we want to talk about some things today uh, when uh, the twelve had called the multitude of the disciples they said is it not reason that we should leave the word of God and so, to make sure that they stayed focused and stayed prayed up and stayed, uh, you know, on the uh, the apostles' mission, which was to teach and save that which is lost, according to Luke 19 to 10, they wanted to make sure that they set up some order so they could continually fast, pray, read the word, and focus on it. All of our leaders need to be fasting, praying, and seeking the faith of God and not dealing with so much business 
that they can take care of God's business. Somebody say amen. A lot of our leaders are weighed down with too many other functions and responsibilities. And I know you may not agree with me. This may be a controversial topic, but just hear me out. You know, just just listen. You know, sometimes you know we we get in our feelings before we hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Just listen. According to the scripture, he says here, is it not reason that we should lead the word of God? So should the men and women of God lead the principal reason for why God's chosen them in the first place? He told them in uh, Matthew 28, 19, to go ye into all the world, you know, and preach what? You know, teach and preach the gospel. And so, you know, he told them that in Luke to go down and wait till they be in duty power. And so he said, when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. So now that they've gotten, you know, the power from on high, let us go to Acts 1 and 8. Let's go to Acts 1 and 8 real quick because I want to uh, tie this in with uh, the scripture I just read where he says here, uh, he says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you and choose, and, you know, look look ye out among you seven men of honest report and full of the Holy Ghost. Right? And Acts 1 and 8. Okay, he intended this. He intended this to take place. And Acts 1 and 8, he says here, uh, he says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so when uh, the early church uh, was uh, getting started, uh, miracles were taking place, people were sharing resources, and people had generosity. They shared, and when people didn't have enough, they broke, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and they continued in the breaking of bread, uh, fasting, and in prayer. And so they had Bible study often. They had prayer Praise God. And the men of God needed that large group of converts to be ministered to that had widows and that had uh, older saints, aged saints to be ministered. So, so the so the so the apostles and the uh, twelve apostles and the you know disciples that were called into the work to share the ministry of the word wouldn't get bogged down, you know, with going to you know uh, watch sheep and feed the you know feed the homeless and feed those you know that were in the body of Christ that that had situations even during this pandemic, you know. There's a large burden on the leaders because there's many people that are sick and shut in. And, you know, uh, it would be good, you know, if, uh, you know, all the ministers and, you know, the bishops and those that could go visit those that are shut in. But it just ain't enough resources. And so how do we how do we do it? We do it according to the Bible. The Bible said, look out and find seven honest men. They got to be honest. Praise God. Praise God. And they got to be full of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And they must have some wisdom hmm, that they may be appointed over the business. We know that it's an appointed position that was uh, set up here by the apostles. But I just want to say here, you know, uh, it's very, very important for us to look at this. 
there was an internal problem that had developed in the early church. And when that internal problem had came up, and you're not going to tell me, even today, there's problems that rise up in our uh, churches and our ministries, not only the church world, but I'm talking about our local assembly. There are situations that come up and there are internal problems that develop in the early church. And uh, it's got to be a situation where uh, it can get handled. And the way it gets handled has got to be according to how these apostles dealt with it in the book of Acts. And, uh, you know, let me give you an example of what happened in, in the early church. Early church, um, there were Jewish Christians that spoke Hebrew. All right. They, that was a language barrier. And then there was Grecians speaking Christian. And the Jews that were from other lands that got converted at Pentecost, uh, they spoke Greek and Christian. And they complained about their widows huh, being untreated fair because there was a bias, praise God. You're not going to tell me when you got two people from two different countries or two different areas of culture that there's not going to come up a conflict. And it's just like in the church today. You got some people that's been raised up in the church all their life, praise God. They don't understand the ones that came off the street. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm just trying to bring it to you, you know, praise God. I, I'm just a teacher today. I'm just giving you what God put in my spirit. Everybody don't have the same reason. And so you got some people that will come off the street and God had to do a work in their life to save them, just like he did the ones that never left and been out on the street, praise God. We all need God, praise the Lord. And we all need the Holy Ghost and we all need to be saved. But for everybody to work in the unity, there had to be some order set. Praise God. And this is what happened here. Uh, they were complaining about them being treated unfairly. And it's a bad thing when there's favoritism. You know, praise God, they had favoritism. Now, I'm just telling you where it was. I'm not, just, just take it as a teacher to teach today. I'm just dealing with overall general church. I've been in church a long time. And I'm just dealing with it overall in general. And you can weigh it out and deal with it how you want to deal with it. But I'm just going to give you the truth. In some cases, there's favoritism. And I'm not I'm not advocating, you know, that that's wrong. Because, you know, uh, favor is fair. You know, God, if God favors on your life, that's fair. But we talked about him being reasonable in serving one another. There can't be no favoritism in serving one another. And so that's what I'm talking about. So nobody get me, you know, sometimes we get it misunderstood. Shouldn't be no favoritism in serving one another as saints and as Christians. Whether I'm off the streets and you never left the church, we should be able to serve one another hand in hand, you know, in love and in the fear of God. All right? But this is the problem they had. And uh, they were treated unfairly, and favoritism was probably the language, you know, because of the language barriers, uh, people were more likely uh, uh, to cater to the person that they could understand, which, which makes sense, you know. I can't quite understand them, so let me go over here and help the ones that I kind of I can understand clearly. And so this caused favoritism, even though even though it did cause favoritism. It was a it was a problem that arose that needs to be handled. Praise the Lord. 
And so no matter whether the problem is malicious or non-malicious or have no ill will or ill intent, when the problem arrives, the problem still got to get addressed. Somebody say amen. All right. So we're not looking at intent or motive here. We're just dealing with a problem that came up. And when the problem came up, uh, uh, they had to correct the situation. And the apostles had to uh, uh, put some Greek-speaking men in place huh? Uh, in charge of the food distribution program. So it solved the problem and allowed the apostles to keep focusing on preaching and teaching the good news. Praise the Lord. And so when things arise, you got to put somebody in, in, you know, in place that's able to deal with the circumstance at hand. Praise the Lord. Because if, if they didn't have the Holy Ghost and didn't have the wisdom, this still was going to be a problem. And this is why, you know, uh, in verse number three here, you know, it says here, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you, seven men of honest report and full of the Holy Ghost uh, and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But they said in verse number four, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So that's what the apostles primary focus was. And so that should be our primary focus. Giving ourselves to the you know prayer and to minister of the word. We look at the early church, uh, they had to share some things. Uh, uh, in reality, uh, the early church has problems just like we got problems today. Alright? So I don't want nobody to misunderstand Problems are constantly arising as we evolve. Even this pandemic has caused us to evolve into making some adjustments. Praise the Lord. It's not, not nothing new to the church. The church has been evolving since it's been in existence. So um, there shouldn't be no surprise or should be uh, no big uh, devastating blow to the body of believers. You know, the church has always been able to triumph and roll with the punches. Praise the Lord. So when the, when the, you know when the, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough gotta get going. All right? We don't stop because problems come up. The church don't stop moving because you know there's a situation that arises. We have to rise to the occasion and still serve one another in love and in the fear of God. All right? And so now as we look at this uh, subject, we want to get into talking about the ripple effect. Uh, Let's talk about what is, uh, you know, what what is the ripple effect has to deal with. Okay, I'm I'm gonna deal with this point. Part uh, of a ripple effect is that you take uh, a steel body of water. If you take a steel body of water, you know, if you at home just demonstrate this, you can uh, fill your uh, bowl up, fill a bowl up full of water. And let it sit for about two minutes. Right? Once the bowl is full of water, and you filled it, let it sit for about two minutes. Then I want you to take um, an object. You know, take an object and drop it into the water. You know, take a, you know, a marble or a rock. 
email and just drop it into the COI. And you will see from that one rock, right guys, just from that one item, you'll see uh, ripples go out through that water. Ever been out on, you know, the lake or on a large body of water and the water was still and you threw a rock into that water, you would see the ripple effect. You would see the waves of water exponentially expand outward. This is what the gospel was designed to do. When, when trouble came, when persecution came, it was a wave that would cause not the people of God to be stagnant, to be stunned, but it would cause us to move in the direction that God was dispersing every believer outwardly into other areas and regions because he did tell them in Acts 1 and 8. This is why we went to Acts 1 and 8. You know, he said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem. You drop that rock at home, it's going to start going outward. You know, Jerusalem, you know, Judea, you know, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so this is what uh, the Holy Ghost was doing in the Acts, the book of Acts. It was moving, and the Holy Ghost is still moving today in the church, and we should be part of that ripple effect. We should have a wave of uh, scriptures, word, word of God, prayer, you know, ministry, going out, influencing those that are around us. That means if the Holy Ghost is in you and the Word is in you, you should be sharing it. Praise God. Sharing is caring. And when you're part of the wave, you're touching and having influence on those around you who will, in turn, they will touch others also, which will cause a greater impact and cause them to move toward God. Praise God. When your influence causes an individual to move toward God, that is a great ripple effect, praise God. And the ripple effect is to fill in space. If there's a space, we got this social distancing thing going on, but there still should be a ripple effect because we should be filling in every space that we can't fill in uh, physically, praise God. He said, what do you mean, Elvin? You can fill space without actually being in the space. And, uh, it's been proven through the word of God. Because now we have we have uh, social media. We got cell phones. We got internet. You know, we got Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram. We got uh, TikTok. We got all of these uh, platforms that can reach out and connect. You got Zoom. You got all of these things that can be used as a mechanism for the kingdom work. But it's going to take you to get on there to influence somebody. And instead of sometimes we get on there and we talk about negative things, we do negative things, we do things that are counterproductive, praise God, versus getting on there, letting somebody know. If you got people on Facebook talking about talk, what talking about, I use this southern word, talk about, but talking about. Let's put it in good English. 
talking about committing suicide. There's people talking about giving up on God. There's people talking about not serving the living God anymore. And they're turned unto fables. They turn unto, you know, idols. You can have an impact on those around you in your space, praise God. Yet not be in the same room with them, but yet share a word of hope. I hope I made myself clear. The church is a wave path that generates waves in a beautiful changing fashion. You drop that rock in the water. When we were kids, we used to love to see the ripple effect. We would just we, we would love to see a still body of water and we would throw that rock in there and we just love to see how far the waves would go. Do you know the influence and the power that you have within you to influence somebody else's life? You being in the church, being a part of the church, we are the church. And we should send a rippling ring of radiation uh, that would go outward from the center and that would gradually return to a quietude that would bring peace into the lives of us. The expanding ring that that gets gone, that goes out, is called the wave packet. And here's some examples. You know, I thank God for Evangelist Wilson. During the revival, she used the domino to explain the domino effect. But then there's shock waves that have an impact because love draws. Let me show you what some things that are part of the ripple effect. Love draws. Humility embraces. What is kindness? Kindness. Uh, Showing acts of kindness has a spiral effect, and it just keeps going. When somebody first get in the church, and you show them kindness, I, you know, and I, I just thank and praise God for the ones that, when I was in the church, you know, everybody in the church didn't say. When I got first got in the church, everybody didn't receive me. I just want to make sure I make that clear. For those of you that may be going through this thing right now. Everybody ain't going to love you and everybody ain't going to receive you. But I want to let you know, everybody in the church ain't safe. But, on the flip side of the coin, there were some that were. And the ones that were saved, I could clearly see that they were saved. You know, mother flower, mother hearing. And they didn't always say things that, that my flesh loved. But I could tell that they loved me because they gave me things that would help me grow. You got to be careful of these people that say they love you and they keep petting you in your mess. You got you to look at the thing. You got to really look at it and say, wait a minute now. Because when someone shows you an act of kindness, they, 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 they said it in love. You know, they said it with a smile and with grace. Baby, we don't do that like that. You know, and that, you can receive that. Praise God. They didn't come in a haughty spirit yelling and, you know, looking down on me because they knew I wasn't saved. Praise the Lord. But with loving kindness, you know, have I loved thee, praise God. And they treated me with love. The pastor, Bishop Merchant, treated me with love. You know, Mother Merchant, they all treated me with love, praise God. And so I wanted to say this. What a ripple effect it was, praise God. It made an impact. 
and then let me know that I have to entreat people with love. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me get on out of here. I'm out of time, folks. We're going to pick this back up. But I got some more to go. We're going to talk about this ripple effect. Now, I just dealt with, uh, you know, the, the, the third ring. Now, I, I didn't do them in order, but I started with the third ring. But the first ring was just you drop a stone into the pond of water, and the waves will start to radiate from the center going out. And that wave packet is reaching, and it is exponential. And so that's what love and kindness does. It goes exponentially, and it goes outwardly to reach other believers. But I want to let you know, we're going to get into this discussion today. Uh, we got about five more minutes, and I'm going to get out of here. Uh, you know, sometimes we look at uh, the church, you know, today, uh, we don't think the church should have any problems. Well, the church has problems today like it did in the book of Acts. You know, I mean, in the first, uh, you know, opening of the church, in the, you know, the first, you know, First, just say first ten chapters. I just look at. I consider that the beginning of the church. First ten chapters of that. Okay, that's the beginning of the church. And so, you know, uh, but just to make a point of view, you know, no church has ever been without, uh, or ever will be perfect until uh, Christ and His followers are united in the second coming. And so, this is what uh, I received from my bishop yesterday when he was preaching and teaching gospel uh, yesterday, prepare to meet thy God. Okay, meet, the word meet. You know, until I work on me, I ain't meet nobody. Praise the Lord. I don't care what you, Lord have mercy. And, and don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying I don't care what you do. But I'm saying we need to stop focusing on other people. And let's focus on us. So no matter what they do to me, I got to do right by them. No matter what the God is not going to get me for what they do to me. He's going to get me for what I do to them. And so to meet God, I got to prepare myself for hurt. I got to prepare myself for people not liking me. I got to prepare myself for people misunderstanding me. I got to prepare myself for all of the above. Because it's not a perfect world. We are we 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 are we are an imperfect people in an imperfect world, but we serve a perfect God that's able to perfect us. Oh Lord have mercy. I hope I said something today. And so let's don't get it twisted. We will never be perfect without Christ. I just want to put it like I just want to put it in the scriptural viewpoint. We will never be perfect without Jesus. All right. And so I just want to leave it right there. I think I've said a mouthful today. I'm going to leave some for um, Wednesday at the Lord's will. We'll pick it back up. So we ask that you would join us back here. Uh, we definitely thank God for you uh, being with us on the broadcast. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. I hope we said something to bless you. If you desire to support us, it's dollar sign city. We do need your support because we're getting a new subscription starting up uh, at the end of this month. So if you would uh, if you would support us and send us something, we'd appreciate it. Dollar sign F I G I T V. 
we like to keep this ministry and broadcast going. But if you uh, don't have anything to uh, sow into it, please share this link that somebody might get the word. All right. So I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Daily Bread. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name. <laughs>